Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy Webb. Today, our episode is going to be about how God has no regrets. And we're very excited because there is a very brand new special guest to the podcast today. And it is no one other than Miss Ella Webb. So here are your hosts, Pastor Brad and Christy and Ella. (laughs) All right, Ella, welcome to our podcast today. Thank you. It is great to have you here. Christy, you good excited, to see Ella? You. Brianna, yeah, I'm very excited. Ella is excited. She's grinning from ear to excited. ear. It's a, a good day. Scared, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing better than your sisters. We've actually asked Abby and Emily to come on the podcast a couple of times, and they have all they have never been Always able to have a reason fit not it to. in. Yeah. They're busy. They're very busy. They are so. busy. But very Ella has people. Ella has made time for us today. <laughs> yeah, we're so thankful. Ella has made her way to our podcast platform and is um, part of today's conversation. She is a guest because she said, Dad, I have a topic that I'd like to talk about. So She did. She has, Well, she said, I have a topic that y'all can talk about. And Brad said, well, are you going to talk about it with us? And she said, well, I can. I can, absolutely. So before we jump into that, though, update on the new year. Man, it is off and running. Can you believe we are in the day number 20 we're wrapping up here of january in the closing hours and days of it and uh it has been hard for us to catch our rhythm this year it has there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of things changing from one year to the next and um uh not a great we do an update on the farm today is not a good day to update on the farm because yesterday was such a uh non-farm day no it was a farm day it was like a hundred percent this is why people don't have animals <laughs> yeah okay. it was yeah. one of those kind of days so yeah. well actually so update on the farm on tuesday i sent this the mother was the most beautiful sunrise uh that we were appreciating and we sent that to the big kids at college and said hey some things you cannot find in the city here it is and so that's how we started our day uh, we are very blessed that we have great picturesque sunrise and sunsets. We Our did. house is was strategically positioned that in the morning you can enjoy it rising and in the evening you can enjoy it setting. And, um, man, we, we enjoyed that. And so then yesterday rolled around and uh, we had an adventure. Um, we had an adventure. We had so much adventure in our first 30 minutes and, and um, it was very... It was very interesting that the, we woke up to the dogs not feeling well and had to deal with all that. And as we're dealing with all that, and and, and I won't even go into that because we knew they were going to get sick. They ate, The dogs decided to eat the cow's food. No. So that caused the dogs to get yes, sick. And then after all that happened... As we're finishing that up, I said, Brad. There was a funeral possession, possess, yeah. procession passing like at 6 a.m. in the and morning is like, what it gave the appearance of. I said, Brad, they have the highway in front of our house shut down. Like It was like the two cops in the front on both lanes and like a funeral procession. Like they were going down at a very slow pace down the road and this stuff. And I'm like, Brad, you might want to go up there and see. So as he's walking up the driveway, he realizes that. I do that a head count. He's missing a calf. Stop it! <laughs> no. so, what are your cows got out? So we um we. So what's so funny about this is I'm watching him and he goes and gets his truck and goes up and meets him and they go north on highway on the highway in front of our house and then they I come go, south. I go inside and I look and they've shut down the traffic on the south side lane. <laughs> the cow went across the road and was like, "Oh no, wrong way!" and 
went the opposite oh direction. Down the highway. Funny. So Down all that was highway. done by 705. Oh, yeah. Calf was back in the pen. Uh, however, you know. Um, it was back in the pen. It was. We, we had moved uh, some new calves to the farm and had recently taken them, uh, weaned them from their mother and the night before, matter of fact. And, you know, I knew better than to do what I did. I put them in a pasture that really they should not have been in. Uh, it was for a different type of so cattle. So he and was just. So when it was all over with, I was like, well, you know, um, I probably should not have done that. I had a regret, actually. I was like, man, I regret putting them in that pasture, and I should have put them in the other place, but I couldn't put them in the other place because Ella has these horses that (laughs) is just a nuisance, and they were taking the space that I would have normally used. So we were filled with regrets, but you know what? Life is crazy. It is cold on the farm, and so many times we do things, and we wish we had a do-over. But you know, Ella came to us today, and she said something that was really profound. Ella, what would you say that you wanted to talk about today? I want to talk about how God has no regrets. God has no regrets. In a world that we're always filled with regrets, and, you know, can I have a do-over? Can I have another time? She or comes wishing to me, you could. Or wishing, wishing you could. So many times you can't take it back. And there's great consequences to everything. And, um, you know, it's um, for her to come and say, God has no regrets. Ella, what does that mean to you? God has no regrets. It means to me that we as people have very many regrets because we don't know what's going to happen with those things that we do. But God, he knows what's going to happen. Because he did this, so he's going to do it anyways. He's going to do it anyway. And what is he that? He has a reason. Yeah, and yes. what, but what is that? But you know, you, you were really sharing that from your heart at lunch, just how, um, well, why cannot God regret? God can't regret because he knows that even though we just regret things all the time, we do bad things and we don't know what's going to happen because we make those choices but God knows what's going to happen and he has a plan for our lives and he doesn't have any regrets about the plan for our life you brought up a very good point with that though Ella because like the reason and when you say God has no regrets you think well what do you mean he has no regrets but what she was sharing at lunch uh, is that in his plan, what she just mentioned, that he knows that it's going to work out. God has a plan for it to work out. And where we would stop and regret, you were you were sharing that God doesn't regret because of. Because he, he knows what's going to happen. So he doesn't have to regret. He knows that he has a plan and he's going to, even the bad are the regrets in our life, he uses for good. We just may not understand it. Um, Ella, Brad's asking Ella what she said at lunch and she's like panicking because she doesn't remember her exact words. Girl, Girl it happens though. all the time. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's making her nervous. But um, God has a plan for our lives and a lot of times we don't know what is, what is happening for the reason that it's happening, that God is using it for other reasons. You know, um, this whole pandemic thing, it brought a lot of people, obviously it made everybody a little bit crazy, but it brought a lot of families closer together. You know, you had the pandemic time where we all went into quarantine and at the beginning of it, some families, you know, decided, Hey, 
we really like this. We actually like time together. And they became closer. Friends did. You know, you got to know your neighbors a little bit better. The people that you could get, you know, socially distanced but close to. And then, um, of course, as it's kept on and on and on. But God has a reason for that. Just like in the Bible, you know, God was um, taking this or the, the government was taking the census and Jesus's whole family had to had to move to not move, but they had to travel to a different city and all that. And all of that was to fulfill God's word. God used all of that, the government against them, the government making them do this hard um, trip went right when she was about to have a baby, but it, it made God's word come true that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. He, he was not, his family did not live there at the time, but he was born there because something that they thought was bad having to do this traveling, the senses. Um, but they, they did it and God's word was fulfilled. And I think that's what Ella's trying to say is that whatever we think, even though we don't like the immediate happening, God uses it all together and he works, works it and makes, works it out for his plan, even though we don't understand uh, the it. scripture that really resonated with me when Ella was talking at lunch about this and, and, um, ask us to actually talk about this, um, in a podcast. And I was like, well, why don't you come talk about it? If it means that much to you was in Jeremiah 29 and in Jeremiah 29, it starts out this way. And it says, this is the letter to Jeremiah, the prophet sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders who was living in exile among who had been sent there by King Nebuchadnezzar. And um, what's interesting is that the nation of Israel had been brought into captivity. I think it's important, Bree, to note that in verse 1 it says to the surviving. That means there's not a whole lot left, you know, the few that remain. And here's what he says. It says, this is what the Lord God says, settle down in exile. He says, build houses. It's literally what it says. Build houses, settle down, plant vineyards and gardens that you may eat the produce, marry, have children, uh, give your daughters to marriage, increase in number, do not decrease. You know, when you find yourself in exile and you find yourself in hard times, we by nature just want to stop and retreat. Retreat. And, and, and I guess maintain status quo. But in this verse, it says, do not. Don't you decrease. You, know, you increase. All I hear in this is invest. That's what I got out of that. What you just said. You invest know, in where you are. Even though things. it's not your perfect ideal position or right. environment, I want you to invest where you are. Mm-hmm. I want I you mean, to do it. Even with him, like he's addressing the survivor. So these people are surviving something that's already difficult. But then he says, I they, see where they you are. They made the game show. They are the survivors. <laughs> they, they are surviving. They are in the after of whatever just happened to them. But he's saying, now you need to settle, build a life, invest it well, do the things you're supposed to do. Continue, pretty much. Yeah, and he says, yes, yes, invest. Um, man, I'm going to do something special, which leads us to this verse. And it says, when 70 years are complete in Babylon, I'm coming back for you and I'm going to bring you home. Mm-hmm. And he says, and I have, I know the, pl- I, I was, people love to go to Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. which says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And then you will call on me and come and pray and I will listen and you will seek me and you'll find me and everything will be great and wonderful. But God says, I know the plans for you to give you a hope and a future. 
in the middle of exile. You're going to live there for 70 years. So you may as well build houses, have children, get married, let your children get married, plant vineyards, eat the produce. Don't lay there and lament that the good old days are behind you. My goodness, we hear so much of that today. So much lamenting and wanting to retreat. And what Ella was saying, Bree, is that God has no regrets. And so this is really kind of a proud moment for us because Bree is Ella's children's pastor. And so, Bree, why don't you interview your parishioner here? (laughs) Okay, well, the first question I got from what you just said is, Ella, do you think your best days are behind you or ahead of you? I think that I've had some good days that are behind me, but I think that God has a lot of things that are planned for me in the future that will be amazing. So you're looking forward to the days ahead. Yeah. I know. Does it get frustrating sometimes when people are like, oh, the better days are gone? Like, what do you think when you hear those words? Like, nobody believes that anything good is going to happen, that it's already happened. But we know that God is going to, he's still there and that he's going to do great things in our lives. That's cool. I like that you said that. He's going to do great things in our lives. That means they're not done yet, right? Yes. The good days are ahead of us. Yeah, you gotta be encouraged sometimes because man, people will have you believe in that. I was like, I'm just getting started. What do you mean the best days are behind me? Well, right. and it, it's so easy to fall into that right now. It's like, oh, well, I'm just gonna kind of sit here and lay low until this whole, you know, pandemic quarantine until everything is back to normal. Well, hello, people. This, you know, well, and it's like we long for normal when God may is using this pandemic to refine us and bring us to a new level of what maybe he doesn't want us to go back to normal. Right. Maybe he wants it to be better than it's ever been, you know, and when you think about this text that it was written in Jeremiah 29, can it just go back to the way it used to be? Could we not just be back home? You, you remember we had our place and that little spot of land and uh, yada, 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 and everybody was together and we didn't have all these people that died. And God says, in the midst of your uncertainty, I have a plan. It's so human, I think. You I think that it was a very um, good point that you brought up the pandemic because we would, like, never want a pandemic because we would not get to go places and we would have to be shut up in our homes. But I think that God knew that that was going to happen and he wanted us to be closer together that brought us together so we could spend more time with our family but we would never choose some to do something like that. we would never choose just to take a break and go sit at home or wherever we were for the pandemic when the pandemic yeah. started but now it's just it at first the pandemic was like new and interesting and it's like oh everybody kind of gets a day off class class or off work or a semester off or whatever but now it's just annoying Mm-hmm. You know, now we're to the point where we don't want it. We don't want it's the inconvenience. It is an inconvenience. It is a we can't set specific, um, you know, status quos anymore no, because you have to kind of basic daily on. I'm like literally we're going into our daily. third year of it. I know. And we're like three years, and God says you need to settle down. It's going to be like this for seventy years. Right. <laughs> That's what He told them. That's right. And so, so. it is your new norm. Mm-hmm. You know. Take it and go with it. Take what you it's got. It's hard, you know, and I confess it's so hard. I, I, I came in Monday or Tuesday and I'm just like, I'm sick of this pandemic. I'm sick of it, you know, because of the church. It's been so hard because we, we overcome COVID last year. You know, we turned the corner in January and finally by by April, we, we had a full head of steam, man, and we were rocking and rolling. And then 
then the Delta variant came in the summer, summer and it age. was worse on oh. us as a church and a between, family. And a family. I mean, uh, our whole family literally got it. Um, Delta took us down. But, you know, it was. Um, but then we got back off Delta. But it took us, you know, that hit in the summer. And, man, we just was caught no traction as a church all fall. But I remember when we got together for our staff Christmas party, we were so encouraged because things were coming back. back up. And right. we were like, all right. I can feel, I can feel something coming. You know, you can see it, and then we come back from Christmas, and now we have the new variant, and now it's like all over again. I just came in, I'm like, ah. but in the middle of it, God has no regrets, Ella. Nope. What a deep thought. How old are you? Nine. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I believe there's somebody out there that needs to hear something. Hear what Ella is saying. That regardless of what's happening in your life in the circumstances and all these things you may feel sorry you may be depressed but god has no regrets for putting us through adversity because he knows the plans that he has for you says the lord to give you a hope and a future Ella, what does that mean to you to, to give me, you a hope and a future to me it means that god is going to he's going to take care of me and i need to trust him i don't need to do things that i'm going to regret because he knows what I'm going to do and going to regret, and he he just helps us just have a hope in a future. Absolutely. And you excited about your hope in your future? Yes, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. <laughs> and so in the middle of all of the uncertainty, that we have a peace that passes understanding, so how do we look for ways to invest? How do you? In this passage of scripture, he says you should plant vineyards, you should build houses, you should get on with your life. Get on with your life. I'm going to plant a garden. I'm not going to plant a vineyard because I don't know anything about growing grapes or making wine, but I am going to plant a garden. That's how I'm going to get on with my life. I'm glad you're not making wine. That probably wouldn't go over well as a preacher's wife. No, it probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't go over well no matter whose wife I was because I don't know anything about making wine. How versed are you in this? There is is no verse in that. Um, No, I I have no, no, but the verse says uh, planting vineyards. So I'm not going to plant a vineyard, but I am going to plant a garden. So I'm kind of doing what it says. I'm settling in, and um, people have asked me, hey, you got your garden yet? And just so you know, I, whenever you happen to listen to this, we are recording this in the month of January. Not a lot of planning happens now. I feel like I'm behind because two people have literally asked me that, but I, I don't think I'm behind. I did ask a, some a, an, a, an expert, in my opinion, an expert. And he informed me I was not behind. The only thing that I had not planned We were was so behind last year, we never got a garden. That's so. what I was thinking. I'm like, as long as you beat where you started last year, I think well, you're in good okay, hands. okay, but the weather, well, right now it's not, but the weather is has participated more. At this point last year, we had we couldn't walk out of our, um, walk off our driveway without rubber boots. Yeah, because y'all had a lot of puddles going on. Uh, it was lakes. Horrible. Lakes. <laughs> yeah, it was so big. It was just. It was, a, there was a lot of water. And then um, in February of last year, we had an ice storm. Yes. And so, um. I'm kind of waiting that out, hoping it doesn't repeat itself, but I am going to plant a garden and do what this verse says. To I bought a home. I didn't build it. But we bought it. You are and, building a home in your house. And um, we are planting a garden. And what does the rest of the verse say? 
marry. We did that. And then yeah. marry your children. Our children yeah. are, my child's nine years old. Well, She's sitting here well, looking at me. Not yeah. quite ready for that. But uh, but you do have quite. to just move on. You can't just sit and forever wait mm-hmm. until. I have a friend um, that I grew up with. She has children that are um, older than mine. And um, when back when I lived in Mississippi, she would always say, I'm going to buy a new couch. And I would be like, when? And she said, as soon as my kids turned, her kids were like two and three. And she was like, I'm going to buy a new couch or I'm going to buy a new dining room set or I'm going to buy this. I'm going to do that when my kids turn 20. And I'm like, what? Why are we planning 17 years ahead of time? And she said, because hopefully they'll be out of the house and won't tear it up then. (laughs) She had two very rambunctious boys. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, but you're going to have something else by then. And are you just going to eat like, you know, on TV trays for the next 15 to 17 years? And she was like, yes, because my kids will tear it up. But you can't wait until then to live your life, you know, Uh to have nice things or to, you know, they always say you hear you hear things, use the good china, use the Mm -hmm. good napkins and all that stuff. And. And I just, I encourage you to do that because it's... Break out the good stuff. What are you waiting on? This stuff's going to sit in storage for 17 or 20 years or however long. And then by the end of that, you forget where you've stored it and you don't have it. You don't, you know, and all (laughs) these... lost its value. All these times you could have used it and you didn't, you know. Don't wait to live. Speaking of, I just, I think the people need an update. How is the couch situation in the web home going we still (laughs) don't have one oh my yeah we still don't don't have one bring up a sore subject so the last uh, time we brought up the couch on this podcast we i actually left here and went and talked to them oh good job and um they're troopers but we still have no sofa (laughs) we don't have a sofa sofa. maybe february which will be exactly 12 months from the time that we purchased it we did. Um, they said, we're telling people now that when they buy furniture, it'll be 12 months. I'm like, it's been 12 months. <laughs> Jeez. They told us in a matter of weeks when we bought it. People wait less time for babies to arrive. It's been 12- <laughs> yes, so, in full disclosure, Brie, how's the remaking of your car coming? Can <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that podcast? Never have. Okay. So, we're all in waiting I, periods here. Yes. I have a whole other thing about the whole waiting thing. Uh an epiphany that came to me the other day but uh, a few months ago back in September the Lord blessed me so graciously and I was able to purchase my first ever brand new car and it's the best thing so happy about it but sadly one month in fact the two days after I made the first payment I got in a car accident and well that was not her fault not her fault. she was just driving down the street and I someone was, hit her t-boned I was going to go get juice for the <laughs> kids right. here at the church she, she refuses to buy juice for the kids at our church anymore on because Tuesdays. that's what happened to her we don't go shopping for juice on Tuesdays anymore but all is to say is my car was carted away um I watched it get towed on October 19th and to this day I still do not have my car back because there are no doors in production no doors. There are no doors in production. So, um, in fact, the last time I heard, they said there is no ETA. So, I am still in a rental. I have been in a rental car oh, longer. Yes. It's going to be like brand new. Well, and you, it will be brand new. And you I have it. made several payments on it. So, I'm just, you But know, the thing about it is, like, our ETA kept moving. Yeah. Like, it was like a month, and then it was two months, and then it was six months, and then it was a year. And But Brie just doesn't have an ETA. Nope. It's just going to well, be a big old surprise. And actually, you know, actually, surprise, the people have been wonderful that we are working with, I said, can can I give you some advice? (laughs) 
And it's like, I guess so. I was like, just tell me you don't know. I say, I have no clue. Yeah. Quit moving the goalposts, you know. And, um, you know, it's it, it's the world that we live in. It's crazy. It's uncertain. And, um, man, just know that while we have many things we do differently, Bree, you still can go get juice. You know, you have regrets. <laughs> you have regrets for getting that juice. And so, therefore, you said, I'll never go get juice again oh, on I've Tuesday. Oh, I bought juice. I just said on Tuesdays at and, midday. Um, <laughs> and, on but Tuesdays. God has no regrets. No. That has no regrets. So. so, we have one more special guest. Bradley is <laughs> in the studio. I don't think we're ready for this. <laughs> Bradley's in the studio with us. He just wants to say hello. Hello. <laughs> Do not belch in the mic. Don't give him any ideas. He just, uh, he can't believe you said that. Rudeness, Bradley. Rudeness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Can you tell him hey, have a great week? You know you want to. Have a great week. If ever you two can't make a podcast, Christy and Brad, I will enlist uh, Ella and Bradley. 2.0. For backups. For backups. Back they will up. host yeah. the podcast. Thank you so much for going. being on the podcast with us, Ella. Thank you for your topic. We appreciate it. Bradley is going to, um, we're going to work on his topic. He has a topic in mind already, and we are going to come back in, in months. Uh, he did. He said, when do I get to do it? I'm like, oh, here we go. Uh, he had a topic, though. We won't give you the name of the topic, but he already had a topic that he, he was working on. He does have a topic, so, so we're going to work on it some more, and he is going to be back in the studio with us one day. And So, hey, man, when you're out there losing your job and kids are sick and all the seems to be unraveling and the freeze comes and you don't know what to do remember that god has no regrets because he knows the plan that he has for you says the lord to give you hope in a future stay humble pray very hard because god is working see you next week bye bye bye, bye.